Life Audio. And on Skype, three, two. Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Boys, we've got uh, some interesting things to talk about today, including uh, a breakthrough that I had in my, in my office, in my academic ivory tower, thinking things through, like drawing lines from things to things, like pieces of yarn, kind of beautiful mind stuff regarding uh, a new metric, a new kind of flagship statistic for reformdom. And I want to get into that. But first, let's take a break. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, I'm Rebecca Scott. As a servant of God, wife, and mother of four, I understand the juggle of multiple roles and stages. That's why I created the Encourager podcast to help guide us through the messy middle stage of life. Join me on The Encourager as we challenge the chaos and embrace harmony. Together, we'll create practical systems to balance your roles and fulfill priorities. And we will do it while having joy and energy for both home and work life. Tune in for inspiring stories and interviews, actionable tips, and methods to do both home and work life. Because here, we believe you can do all things, just not all at once. All right, boys, we're back. Paid some bills. Um, I want to talk stats with you guys. So, Piper, I don't know how long ago it was, probably around the Moneyball era. OPS, uh, on-base plus slugging, kind of became the the flagship stat for baseball. And um, it's kind of the metric that everybody uses to like decide if a, if a guy's any good or not. Um, I came up with one for Reformedom. Uh, it's pretty simple. It's pretty elegant. Um, I'm trademarking this. This is my intellectual property. No one else outside of the program here can use this. And it's, it's books plus kids, BPK. So the number of books that you've published plus the number of kids that you've produced, uh, that's, that's the number, right? That's the metric. So for example, the K part for me would be low, right? So I only have two kids in reformed them. That's shameful. Uh, not great. Yeah, yeah, not great production there. Cle- clearly, the a book- progressive Christian. That's what you are. Only two kids. Yeah, clear. Clearly, if anyone knows me, that's it's definitely how I roll. Um, so only two kids, but a lot of books, a heck ton of books. So I'm I'm making up for it. I'm like the hitter pipe that like 
uh, strikes out every time, but when I make contact, I hit a home run. Right. Um, <clears throat> so that's that's kind of what I'm bringing to the table. A lot of books low on the kids, but my overall like BPK would be pretty solid. Yeah. So what do you guys think of my metric? What do you think of my new reform stat? Uh, Pipe, does this thing have legs? Does it compare to OPS for you? Uh, it it does. Uh, you know, there's I like all statistics. So there's other things you want to bring in. Uh, you know, in terms of like, well, what about <laughs> this statistical anomaly? Because I think about somebody, you know, you think about somebody like Kevin DeYoung, and you're like, well, he's got like 30 kids and 30 books, and he's he's yeah, he's a freak, par excellence yeah. reformed guy. I mean, yeah. then you got like Tim Keller, who I don't know how many kids he has, maybe two or three. But like he, yeah, you never hear about him. But like a book every five minutes, and the, yeah. his books will continue to be published long after he passes because in perpetuity. You yeah, know, Jared Wilson, two kids, a book every seven minutes. So strong. Yeah. You know, he's the Jared strong- and I are kind of in the same. Yeah. We're in the same tier that way, the same OPS tier in terms of like none of the books do very well, but uh, but they're consistent. There's a lot of them. Yeah, and, John, John uh, Piper kind of wins it. John yeah. Piper, five John Piper. five kids and uh, more books than anybody can count. So again, super reformed. So I yeah. have, I have two two questions about the statistical anomaly. I think uh, I think Ronnie needs to speak into this. Okay. Uh, what do we do with people who who have ghostwriters? So like Matt Chandler, mm. I think four kids and a bunch Ooh. of books, but like he didn't write any of them. Um, does Jared Wilson we'll get, get into credit? some Matty Chan kid stuff later, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, keep going. So, so the ghostwriter, okay. So how do we, how do we adjust for that? And then we got somebody like Ronnie Martin, who is one kid, not a huge number of books, but advanced degree pursuit, which I feel like a lot is of this, tweets too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot, a lot, lot of, of Twitter th- production. Yeah, yeah. A lot of writing production for sure. And, you know, obviously a lot of songwriting and things like that. So how do we, how do we weigh this statistic to account for mm. uh, other people writing your books or you putting in your investments elsewhere besides, uh, besides, you know, just book publication, Ronnie, I feel like, I feel like that's, I, I, I posed the question about you, so it should probably go to, well, you. I mean, you know, boys, yeah. to be fair, I mean, by this time next year, I will have like have nine books out that, that that's not. That's not no books. I mean, that's that's something, right? That's some books, right? Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I was comparing you to like, you know, Kevin DeYoung on the or like or Jared, where there's there's that many books to outweigh the, you know, the, the minimal child. Yeah, production. no, I get it. I mean, and you know, so, I haven't been writing we... books as long as is Jared C and Kevin either. So, I, you know, maybe someday I'll catch up. I can't catch that's up true. with the kid thing. So I'm already that's already passed. That's nope. done. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, right. really, it's, it's kind of funny because it's, you know, like I'm in a network where there's a lot of pastors and wives who are, you know, they're having a lot of kids and it's, and it's really, it's part of, uh, maybe this is taking us down another trail, but like, it's part of like, it, it's definitely part of a particular kind of, um, I don't know, like theological philosophy that, you know, they, and again, mm-hmm. some of them are more reformed than others. So s- some of them are not going to be all Kevin DeYoung about it, but they, they definitely want to have they want to be fruitful and have big families and so to find a family honestly that has one or two kids is just super rare you know and then and and honestly yeah. it's <laughs> this is so funny cuz you know the one thing you're not ever allowed to do is ask somebody why they only have the number of kids they have but when when you're when you're a bit of an anomaly <laughs> and you only have one right and it's yeah. like it's it's mind blowing to me 
Um, I've had, I've had yeah. literally people ask me like the most personal question in the world about, about why I only have oh, one yeah. child. And I just look at them and I go, you know, I don't, I don't know that I can get into that with you right now. You know, I think that dovetails with the reformed <laughs> lack of social skills. <laughs> I, I think, I think that's where so that it's like nobody wants to, So nobody's going to uh, say, Hey, you spend an awful lot of time writing books recording podcasts and making albums they want to get straight to the part about hey you didn't really produce very well on this other side of your life and it's like okay well yeah like the one where you right, make people like, so it's you know well, right, this, you didn't make, make enough, enough people, people. somehow it's like dude that can be there can be 15 different reasons why that is 14 of which are maybe the most painful thing in the world but they feel okay to ask about that oh for and, sure yeah. yeah and and by oh, the way absolutely. it's not just yeah. me in this in this picture it's my wife so i i i'm supposed to just be able to like sort of have to talk about you know some of the things that would be very personal to her <laughs> and um and it's like but you never want to ask about hey buddy what what about all the time you're spending you know on the laptop typing away those words you know um all right well you'd never ask somebody like like, hey, how much right. money do you make? Like, how well do you do financially? It's, it's, you know? I would say Let's it's even. That. I would say it's yeah. even. Like, you should ask that question before you ask why somebody has not had oh, or I had agree. the children they have. Dude, let me. <laughs> yes, let me tell you a funny story from when I first joined De Young's church. So this is going back way, way, way long ago, and we were kind of in this like I don't even think we had a kid yet, and but we were kind of hanging around in the young couples crowd. And there was a camping trip and we got invited on it. So we're like, ah, oh, cool. This will, this will be fun. Go camping with a bunch of camping's miserable. I hate it, but uh, go theoretically go camping with a bunch of friends and just hang out, chat, have fun. So we, uh, everybody sets up their campsites and we get around the fire that first night. And there was one lady who was kind of the ringleader and she's like, all right, we're going to talk about our theologies of birth control sweet and like this was the topic of conversation and i look at my wife and i'm just like oh my gosh what's happening like this is this is like, like a quick bizarre get a headache trip let's go home yeah dream. exactly let's go home yeah. right right all right how i have a question uh, it was, for you it was guys. Like a bad dream. so how, how yeah. much of this so you, you you said it you know it over overlaps with the venn diagram of reform lack of social skills that is 100 percent accurate how much of it is because reformed people have turned kids into a theology instead of like, I don't know, family, you know, there's, yeah, it's, it's, you know, ki kids are a mission instead of yeah like, I don't know, yeah. a whole human. And so there's this, there's, a, it, it, it's similar to asking like, are you a four or five point Calvinist in some people's minds, which is also a weird right. and stupid question, but, uh, in, in their minds, like number of kids really is a metric of sort of missional output yeah. or something yeah well i and i want to hear yeah. you on this ron from a pastor's perspective because i think your your take might be a little different but I, I think to me pipe it sort of it sort of hits on two levels one is the reformed the reformed obsession with kind of having a take on everything yeah you know what i mean so like you take a thing whether it's free time or alcohol or what or number of kids or whatever and you've got to have a a, a very well articulated or at least heavily articulated position <laughs> on literally every on every single yeah literally every single thing there is has to be articulated so i think it's that but i think it's also like the the sort of elegant workaround in terms of evangelism like if i make 12 people and theoretically they all become believers then i've kind of like checked the evangelism you know, go make disciples 
box that the rest of us are kind of flogging away at out in the world. You know what I mean? Does that does that make sense at all, Big R? Yeah, you I mean what it so you're asking what like are you asking like what's the compulsiveness behind needing to always like Yes slash do you think reform people use having a bunch of kids as their way of like gaming having the I mean dude that's it's really a great question man because there has to be something I probably mm. haven't explored it enough because again you know father of one but you know like I, mm-hmm. it's there has to be a tie-in with that <laughs> just in the sense that you know so here's the thing if you have a big family it also gives you a, a it also gives you a particular kind of authority on what it looks like to do a bunch of thing, a bunch of different things. Well, like I'm a. So if yeah. you're a father of ten, as of, as opposed to a father or mother of one, technically speaking, you know people should go talk to you about what it's like to raise a big family, right? And then so, and then and then what are the sure. like what are the what are all the offshoots of raising a big family? Leads to well, you really got to have your finances down, and you you really got to know some things about planning, and and so I think I think it's just like anything else. If you do something on a bigger scale it kind of puts you in the place of authority mm-hmm. about all kinds of other things that you may not have like a clue about. It's why we always go to big church pastors to get, to get all of our leadership and all of our, our, you know, our sort of our know-how and our knowledge and our wisdom about everything where we'd never consider a guy yeah. that's been faithful in a church of 40 people who might kind of know some things about some things, right? It's just, we, it's just, we always yeah. go to that size metric and I would, I would imagine yeah. it's the same thing you know, and again, let's qualify. We're not, you know, have a big family. That's awesome. And I believe that. And that's great. So I don't, I don't want, I don't want to tint this the other way because we're all, we're all fathers of, you know. Yeah. We have, we have five combined kids. So, you know, know? Um, that, that is one row in the homeschool family bus. Um, (laughs) It's tiny. It's, it's the, it's the We're tiny house reformed. version of you know reformed oh, books I, and kids. What's funny right? about what you just said, Ronnie, about <laughs> tiny size metric. You know, yeah. we talked about it a lot regarding church, and like you know, there's a preponderance of evidence that church size has nothing to do with you know ministry effectiveness. I think the same is true for families. I have known an enormous number of large families because I, I I'm reformed. You know, I grew up around homeschool families and you know fill the earth and subdue it families and whatever else. There is no correlation between number of kids and like you don't improve as a parent with every kid. There, there are there are some horrendous parents of large families, and yeah. you know, and then some who are some who are fantastic. You yeah. know, it's a it's a, it's such a different be, ball yeah. game because you know I have two kids, which means I can give a significant amount of time to each kid personally. When you have <laughs> eight kids, it's you know you parent differently, but uh, yeah, I don't. It, why the large kind of the more kids makes you more of a parenting expert thing. Like maybe it's just more evidence. Like there's another piece of evidence that you're not doing a very good job. You know, you you have, you have five kids you're letting down instead of two. And Mm -hmm. I, that sounds really mean. And I'm not talking about all large families. I'm simply talking about all parents. There are good and bad parents looking to the parents of large families as the parenting expert seems ridiculous, frankly. Well, yeah, just by virtue of having multiple children that has nothing to do with, you know, sort of, you know, the the qualities we would say of being a good parent, right? I mean, you can do, you can be a bad parent with with one kid as much as you can be a bad parent with 10 kids. It's, we're talking, you know, we're talking about something that's more intrinsic than it is Mm -hmm. based on the experience of having a large family. Now, certainly they're going to have an experience 
that I lack. I mean, honestly, when, when I have people with large families that come to me and they want to talk a little bit about parenting advice, I mean, there's general principles in place that I think apply no matter what. But when they start talking about like details about, well, here's, you know, when we do this and we do that, I, I almost have to go like, well, yeah, that's a great question. Um, but I think it more has to do with like practical matters that I, again, I grew up in a larger family. I didn't, you know, produce a large family. So I don't really know. So you might you might right. be better off talking to somebody else about some of these things. Um, so I, I don't. You might be better off talking to Kevin Young. I love how he's just like. There's only one dude that has a lot of kids, and his name is Kevin DeYoung. Like that's it. <laughs> there's actually so many dudes, and and I actually want to I want to give the caveat too that I am I am not angry about this at all. Like 100%. I'm zero percent angry about it. I used to be I used to be super angry about it. Uh, full disclosure, but I'm I'm not anymore. I haven't been for a long time by God's grace, but it, it is just a funny thing about our subculture. And as you guys alluded to, I mean, there's good and bad in it, right? There's, there's so much good in it and there's a good bit of bad in it. And that's for the Lord to decide probably which is which and not us. But uh, let's take a break boys. And then we'll come back and talk about uh, a, a karate kid thing. All right. Uh, I don't remember who sent this picture to the group chat. Was it you, Pipe, or Ron? Was yeah, well, it you? Uh, I think it was. I think it was me. The Maddie Chan pick. Okay, so you sent a, a <laughs> very provocative picture, very intriguing, and it was a picture of Maddie Chan, Matt Chandler, uh, Reformdom's favorite who frat did, who boy did from not the write South. the forward for our book, by the way, <laughs> or or his who own did not write the forward for our book. Someone else did their legwork on that, the actual writing. <laughs> <laughs> but he does do his own karate. There's no stunt double in the dojo of Matt Chandler. And uh, I know this because you sent me a picture of Matty Chan, all six feet eight of him or whatever he is, in a, in a dojo. He's wearing a gi, uh, and he appears to have a black Sensei, belt. yeah. And the, the, the coach, what do they call that guy? The sensei. I only know that because of Karate Kid, guy, obviously. Dude. Well, exactly. So it's Chandler, the sensei, and then this young dude with like like a 99th percentile and mane I, of hair. Just a tremendous mane of hair. that was, Big T. <laughs> Why would I know who Matt Chandler's know. kid is? Like, seriously, this is, a, this is a weird pathology. Like, why the bleep would I know what... I've never met Matt Chandler. Well, no, no, I've never no, no, read word one of his books. I know nothing about this person. Photos, you know, of his, of his kid, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not seeing them, you know, and it's weird. Okay, so let's actually do a minute on that. Um, I, I want to do a minute on this weird, and you guys both, I think, will have perspectives on this. This, like, not really famous, but semi-famous, or at least famous in my own mind, enough to sort of have a presence. I, I, I feel like if I was a real famous person... I would not post pictures of my kids. I wouldn't want the world sort of interfacing with some version of my <laughs> you kid. You wouldn't want anybody to do what we're doing, doing it on the program. Right I wouldn't moment. want that to, to happen. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Where are you guys at on that? I, I, I guess I, I'm not very yeah, articulate think, right now, but that's what I I'm think our at. understanding of fame in the Christian world is, you know, it all, it, it all is sort of big fish, small pond, you know. My kids will occasionally ask me, like, is is sure. my dad famous? And the answer is no, not really. Like, he's famous when you're at the hotel where the conference yeah. that he's speaking at is happening. Yeah. 
He's not famous when he comes to town and we just like go to dinner Great in point. Hendersonville, yeah. Tennessee, where we can go. Any, I mean, he will occasionally get recognized, but it's, you know, yeah. it's somebody coming up and just going, you know, hey, Pastor John, really appreciate your books, that kind of thing. That's mm. that's not famous. Famous is I can't walk into the grocery store. I can't yeah. do, yeah. you know, I can't I can't get my own right. oil changed. I can't do normal people things. And like Matt Chandler and my dad. Are, are I mean, right. I, my dad's probably more well known, just frankly, but numerically. But yeah, he so for him to post his kids, yeah. like his kids can function in life without being recognized everywhere they go. Now, if they go to a Christian college and somebody goes, Chandler, Chandler, is are you any relation to Matt? Yeah. Okay, that's their bubble. But th- he's not putting his kids at risk of a yeah. weird life because of this, because the level of fame just isn't that high. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> is the kid big R? And you'll know this. Um, is the kid like in the business? Is he like writing a book about, I don't know, do hard things as a young person? Is he writing a book on dating but not dating? No, is he in the business? I haven't seen any of him being in the business. All I've seen ever posted about him is just he's, he seems kind of like the, the really, you know, like the just the, you know, the long hair. Yeah, I think he's an athlete. Kind of he's, he's just kind of the all-American that's, kid who seems to be living yeah. like the good yeah. high school he's got life. A, he... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's got affluence all over him. You can tell when two affluent people get together and make a kid. There's just a different look. Um, he's, he's got that for sure. Um, okay, quick, quick right, point so on So let's get I'm back to sure the karate aspect has a white of belt, um, Which means that he just started. Oh, maybe I didn't study the. He, let's yeah, I look at. Let's go back. But I, I thought this maybe white I just around wasn't his waist. Well, I, don't look I think at that he stuff, is a so. he's a beginner. This is so. This isn't like him being Mr. Miyagi. This is like him studying mm. under Mr. Miyagi. Dude, you're right. He's a white belt. He is a beginner, and he's got a. I'm studying the picture now more. He's he's got and a taped up, up finger, so it looks like he got a little injured in, in combat. Uh, he's got tape around Whoa. his foot, like for a white belt. He's he's taking a beating. Well, he's like he's um, also like Maddie Chan. He's definitely got some injury or something, which means that when you with. hurt yourself, it takes four weeks to heal. So you know, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, in that's pain a grimace, right now, not boys. a smile. He's in a lot of pain. He's pushing fifty. He's in a lot of pain. Dude, I think his kid has high upside in the business. That's all I'm saying. If I was Wolves, if I was our agent, I would sign the kid. Uh, I'd make I'd make a little speculative run, just just bet on the upside. You know what I mean? Um, he'd be like t- plus twelve hundred on DraftKings to do like a a book with Cross Crossway in the next decade. I mean, but the I would, thing I is, man, you it. either I'd like, throw hundred bucks on that. That's the thing about being like that kind of a kid is you. It, you usually are pretty polarized, mm-hmm. man. You either go all the way in or you go as far the other way as humanly possible, right? So we have no idea. Yeah. We have no idea I'm where seeing... he's... Where, that, I'm not saying anything about a spiritual state. I'm saying like, he might just be like, dude, yeah, yeah, I just yeah. want to sell insurance. I Watching my dad do this stuff all these years, <laughs> there's no way, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm going all the way you in. You think he's all the I'm, way I'm in? Buying, like, I'm buying some shares. You think he's the shares. next pastor of the, Lee pastor yeah. of the village? What's his name? What's his name? Brendan? Or you, somebody said it. Reed. I'm, I'm buying some I, Reed know, shares. I gotta say, I feel I'm, a weird I'm sense of like betrayal right now. Hitting my broker up after we... Uh, I feel like I'm betraying this here. poor kid. I'm like, this is... he's. We're, we're in the same fraternity and I'm, yeah. And I'm oh, yeah, breaking being the, the famous rules right now. 
Yeah. All the all the best to him in his in his future as a bond salesman. <laughs> yeah. This is though. Oh no, definitely, dude. Of course, all the all the best, and and obviously we're just having some fun with this. But this is kind of in a in a weird macro way, like the fruit of posting anything on the internet, right? So like you post a picture of yourself in a dojo or you post a picture of yourself on a fishing boat or with your heads of cattle or whatever. And like you, you, okay, this is where I want to hear you, Big R. You want people to notice it, right? So like you don't, you don't post it going, geez, oh my gosh, I hope no one notices this. I hope it goes unnoticed. (laughs) You know, that's like antithetical to the whole idea of posting something. So you want people to notice it, but you don't want people to probably talk about it the way we're talking about it. Or worse. I mean, this is this is pretty um, G-rated, guys. But you I think want we're to, okay. I mean, no, we're not killing anybody. I think we're fine. Yeah, we're fine, and we're yeah. No, and we of course we we want the best yeah. for the kid and all that. But like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, what do you think, yeah, baby? Yeah. I, I mean, gosh. I mean, now we're that's just a bigger conversation about you know which we've talked about before, which is just you know Instagram and like why yeah. are we putting ourselves out there? What what is the? I mean, is that social engagement? Is that right. a way? I mean, dude, Maddie Chan is not a, he hardly ever posts anything, which is kind of interesting about him. He's, yeah. he's not really, I would say a social media guy. I don't know. He might be looking at stuff all day. He hardly ever posts anything. And so, um, I don't know if this is just his way of, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe this is his way of like for his congregation, it's a way of, you know, kind of humanizing, um, some, some of, you know, some of his kind of maybe exaggerated celebrity and saying, hey, I'm just a dad at the end of the yeah. day doing some karate lessons with my kid. Everybody relax. Um, Which is yeah, cool. I think to so. be fair, like, I'm, I'm so. all in on stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's so. It's very cool. So that, yeah, that yeah. might be, I don't, I just, you know, to have a conversation with him and say, here's the thing, dude, you hardly ever post. And every once in a while you post, and it's usually about, like, you know, nature photos on vacation with your family. I mean, is that... Is that just kind of showing everybody what you're up to and kind of humanizing yourself my, a little my, normalizing so, yourself? I don't know, you know. It seems to me yeah. that, you know, it's weird. Every, I, I guess every prominent yeah, go, go for person it, has to, you have to kind of think through what you put online. Like there's sort of a curation in your mind of why and how. <clears throat> what I see from Matt Chandler is a very intentional, yeah. like he doesn't tweet. He's, so he's not, he's not delving into all like the Twitter morass. He, he uses Instagram fairly regularly, but it's always just like stuff that he enjoys. His family, time away in nature, hunting, uh, you know, in this case, uh, karate or jujitsu or whatever it is. And so it's always just sort of like a quick sneak peek into like, hey, I have a life outside of being a talking head. And and I respect that. Like, it's not it's not curated in terms of my life is perfect because you just know, like, all you're getting is this little slice. This is stuff that I enjoy. And yeah. And so it's not like I'm sure he wants people to see it, but it's not like a a marketing tool for him. Like he doesn't promote his own books. He doesn't promote anybody else's stuff. It's just me at the Brazos river, me with my family, me, you know, getting a white belt and breaking my pinky finger or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's just interesting to me. Like, I guess I've been out of the social media game for so long. Like I, I, I have a hard time even thinking through how I would handle it. Um, but, and, and even like the pictures of kids thing being one of those issues that like 20 years ago, you would have never thought that you would have to have a perspective on it. But, um, but I guess you do now. Boys, let's take a break. 
Uh, and then we'll come back and literally just wrap the show because we have one more minute. All right, we're back. Uh, boys, we've done what we always do on this program, which is wander to and fro throughout uh, a, a weird reform statistic and Matt Chandler's karate pictures. And until next time. We want to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for partnering with us on this podcast. Be sure to go to lifeaudio.com and take a look at the other podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. There's nothing in this world that he cannot do if we truly allow his love. We can do nothing without him. Anything that we do apart from him is not something that's permanent. We all need his grace. That's everybody. We are all broken people. Yes on our way to a place that we believe is is waiting on us in heaven. You can find more of Bridges with Monica Schmelter at lifeaudio.com. In Christ, we are all one family. Amen.